Welcome to Bible Studies for Life, Adult Podcast. I am Lynn Pryor, and my co-host is Chris Johnson, and we are glad that you have joined us for this particular podcast as we talk about joining God's work. Chris, it is always good to be in a podcast with you. Well, thank you, Lynn, and this has been a great uh, series of lessons, and so I'm looking forward to to talking about uh, spiritual disciplines kind of as a, a summary of uh what, the, what these mean for us, and glad that Andrew's with us today. Yes, Andrew Hudson has joined our podcast again. He is a, uh, he's not new to our podcast, but Andrew, we welcome you back for this particular episode. Thank you, thank you. It's always fun to hang out with you guys. Well, and just uh, for those, just remind you that Andrew serves as the Bible Studies for Life brand manager. He does a wonderful job of just helping to get the word out uh, to churches, to, to groups. The Bible Studies for Life is there, and it's available for really for preschool all the way through senior adults. So thank you, good. For, thank you for representing us, Andrew. Uh, it's my pleasure. I think that there is. Um, I've been debating. Lynn, uh, brand manager is a fine title. Um, brand champion or brand ambassador? Which one of those do you like better? For well, me? when I think of champions, Andrew, I think of you. So okay, there good. You go. Good. <laughs> so, all right. So we are talking again about spiritual disciplines. This is the last study uh, in in this unit. And I want to remind you of Jim Wilson's definition of spiritual disciplines. I've tried to be very intentional to do that in each of our sessions, each of our podcasts, he describes spiritual disciplines as those small things that Christians intentionally do to open themselves to God's work of conforming them to the image of Christ. So we've talked about uh, how, yeah, it really is, uh, it, to talk about, we talked about prayer, we've talked about Bible study, we've talked about fasting. So these are some of the topics that we've talked about. And uh, so th- today we're going to talk about the spiritual discipline of joining God's work. So the question that we ask to kind of springboard into this conversation is when has a task looked bigger than your ability to get it done? Can you guys think of any kind of things that you've, uh, a job or a task that you've said, I'll, I could never do this. Uh, how, did, how did you handle that? It's brand manager for Bible studies for life. <laughs> Very good. Good. Uh, well played. Uh, uh, it, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I think that um, I seek out challenges um, that are a little bit beyond my reach um, so that I know that I, I can't do them on my own, right? And so I know that I've got to uh, have either a team or uh, um, I'm praying to God to give me the strength to do X, Y, or Z. Um, but man, I, I know that I was joking, but, but Bible Studies for Life was uh, stepping into this role was not in my wheelhouse at all. And so it, it very quickly, um, I dove into a lot of books and a lot of learning and understanding marketing and understanding, uh, Bible studies for life as a brand and trying to figure out who we were, what our voice was and trying to reach our audience and who is our audience and all of these things very quickly overwhelmed me. Um, you know, and over the course of four and a half years now, um, I'm starting to get a handle on it. Uh, you're getting a handle on it. So I'm kind, of, I'm kind of embarrassed to talk about mine after hearing you just describe <laughs> The times that I notice it is usually tied to uh, yard work or house, house work. <laughs> so I just remember being in my front yard thinking, I will 
never be able to get all of this lawn raked. And I, I, I have those same feelings when I have to paint. It's like, I hate to paint. I'll never be able to get all this done. But what I discovered is once I got started and kind of got past that initial feeling of this task is more way beyond what I can do in this time frame or it's not in my, my, my wheelhouse uh, is you, know, you just jump in and you do it. And eventually it gets done. Uh, so, so there's something to be said for just jumping in and, and doing it. Lynn, you got one? Well, Chris, I was thinking, I'm just going to pick on you for a minute. I thought your hardest thing was just cleaning your desk off. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, y'all can tell by the laughter the, what Chris's desk looks like. But, I just yeah. cleaned my desk off. So I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> miracles happen. But I, I, I just shove stuff in the boxes, Lynn, as I don't want you to think that. But my mind is something you two guys can, I assume, will relate to. I remember the first time I wrote. Now, you know, 30 plus years ago, I'd write something, an article, I'd send it into what was then the Baptist Sunday School Board. And, but it was the first time they gave me an assignment that I had something to do and I had a due date. And I remember that I've got to do this on a, now it felt like English class again because I had a, a, a specific thing to write at a specific time. And there's that little bit of, I don't know if I can do this or not. And I did. And, you know, and, and the beauty of that, having that experience is so many writers I've worked with over the years, their first time to write and I see their ability. I see what they can do. And those phone calls they've had, I've, I could mention some names that you would probably recognize that would call me and say, I don't know if I can do this. And just to be able to say, look, I trust me. I've been there. You can do this. You can do it too. Now, the we, reason we <laughs> we just talked about one of those people yes, in our we pre-production did. meeting. How funny is that? Yes. And, um, uh, <laughs> but the reason we're talking about these hard tasks is, uh, as the Bible meets life, and Jim Wilson kind of gets in, what some people think is the hardest task in the world has got to be doing ministry. And I, I've, I've had that as a pastor. People say, I mean, there's no way I could do what you could do. Well, it's not what, if it's not what God called you to, no. But it is true that ministry is hard. For it, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a layperson, teach a class, whatever your role is, but we are all called to minister, uh, to serve in the church, we're to join, uh, and I mean, this is our point for this particular session, we are to join God's work in both the church and the world. And that is a spiritual discipline. I'm just going to sit back and fast and read my Bible and pray. I need to get involved serving. Jim Wilson's observation in, in the introduction to this lesson was that uh, when he was ordained as a young man, he, he talks about just an, on the eve of that, just thinking about uh, having feelings of inadequacy and, and, and what is this going to look like. But then he, just, he said, I, I, I just had this overwhelming peace and assurance. And it was because he said, I realized I would not be doing this alone. God would be working through me. And that's such a good reminder. I think, I think Andrew, when you alluded to your work uh, with Bible studies for life, being a part of a team and knowing that this was something that, that, uh, that assignment that God had given to you and uh, knowing that he would be with you to help you, uh, that, that really makes a ton of difference in, in our approach to, to uh, taking this plunge into uh, into joining God in his work in our lives.
Right. So let's look at this then as a spiritual discipline, joining God in his work. And to do that, we're going to be, for this Bible study, we're going to be in John 15, one of Jesus's I am statements. And this is where he talked about being the, the true vine. Uh, what we want to see in this is ministry is really not an option. God does expect us as believers to produce spiritual fruit. Let me just read the first two verses of John 15. Jesus said, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes. And he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. Talk, talk to me a little bit about how this is uh, practical uh, with churches during the COVID-19 season. What are some ways that we can still be volunteering and um, involved in ministry when churches aren't meeting? Yes, and I do think part of the Andrew, uh, part of the issue is we tend to, to uh, have too much of a narrow view of what ministry is. We think of those who preach, those who sing, those who teach classes, those who work with, you know, teach the kids in Sunday school. And those are what we think of. But ministry happens, ministry can be that phone call just to call someone and say, hey, how are you doing? How can I be praying for you? Uh, there are some simple simple ways we can do ministry that doesn't take a lot of work. We can still do in our own homes. Uh, Chris, what would you add to that? So from a practical perspective, one of the things that Wilson says is um, our job, according to this passage, is to produce fruit. And um, this, this is what God expects us to do. And then, uh, he talks about the fact that uh, there are different views of what it means uh, to produce fruit. There are, are people who believe that that's evangelism and we have to be reproducing ourselves. Well, that's accurate. Uh, but it also is the idea that we should be serving, which is what Lynn has alluded to. And of course we should be serving. Uh, producing fruit for some is more of a discipleship aspect where it's that God's working in our lives to produce the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, right. patience, kindness, all of those things. And all of those things are accurate. Uh, this is what God wants to do. So um, probably from a practical perspective, what I would say is um, this summer, this past summer, for the first time in probably 40 years, not quite that long, 30, 30 some years, uh, my wife and I grew tomatoes. We had a neighbor who said, hey, I got some extra plants. Would you all like them? And we thought, well, why not? And so we have grown tomatoes. And they haven't been the greatest tomatoes in the world, but the ones that survived and the one that grew, uh, <laughs> it was fun to pick them, see them grow, and to, to eat them. Uh, there was one particular branch that I – was it was going to produce it had two or three blooms on it and i tried to get it to fit inside of uh, a uh, a cage and broke it off and suddenly this this branch that had so much potential was no longer going to produce anything because it had been cut off in the vine so there, there are some really practical elements of understanding that you know we need to stay connected to god so that we can do what God intends for us to do, which is produce fruit, whatever that, whatever that means. And, um, but just the idea 
that there's an expect expectation that we are connected to God. He is the vine. We are the branch and the purpose of the branch is to produce fruit. Um, it, I think it's healthy for us. I, 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 I realize that it's not necessarily as practical as what you kind of want to go for, but, but the, just to state at the outset that God's expectation is that we would produce fruit is, is significant. And the, he, he does that through us is yeah. ultimately how that occurs. On, on that, I love the D.L. Moody quote that's in this week. I never saw a fruit-bearing Christian who was not a student of the Bible. Right. I think that is a brilliant, brilliant line. Great observation. And as we, as we began talking about how some people think ministry is hard, and it is, the key to this, as we're seeing in this passage, is as ministry is hard, we don't really do it. What we do is we so depend upon Jesus and, and depend on the vine, we let him, in a sense, do that ministry through us. Uh, we make ourselves available. We go out and do serve. We disciple. We evangelize. But we're letting him work through us. Look at verse 4. Remain in me, and I in you. And just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. And the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. And Chris, there's that kind of the emphasis once again. It's uh, we've got to cling to him and for us to be fruitful. For me, this is the heart of discipleship. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great summary for us as we talk about spiritual disciplines because we have to be disciplined to stay connected to Jesus. That this has to be a lifelong commitment and priority for us. When we are disconnected from him, we can do nothing. Our, that's a strong statement to us of the, uh, of the essential dynamic of remaining or being connected to, uh, to Christ so that he can produce these things in us apart from him. We can do nothing. Um, so Wilson talks about this, and, and I appreciate this because um, I spent a lot of time early in my ministry focusing on this, this terminology from the, from the Greek um, abide that is translated in our translation remain. Um, and and he, he brings out the fact that, uh, that it means to dwell with something or someone. It, it carries the idea of a personal intimate residence. It is being um, intimately connected with, and that's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That's the kind of connection that we're talking about is to be in this relationship that we're so interconnected that he is in us. He's with us. He is abiding with us. He has made his home with us and we do the same uh, with him that it, it's just what we do and who we are. And um, I think that's the heart of discipleship. I think that, I think that's the connection that a lot of people miss when they're trying to figure out what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? What does it mean to produce fruit? Well, Andrew, you have, uh, you've written some eBooks some short books kind of down this road. Uh, so I want to throw this at you. He says, okay, remaining in Jesus. I, I see where it says that. What does that practically look like on a daily basis? So, so what does it look like to remain in Jesus on a daily basis? Yeah, I think Chris makes a, a really good, idea of, that, of, of dwelling. What does it mean to dwell? Um, 
your eating and sleeping and, and all that you are boils down for me in purpose. So what is it that you are singularly focused on? What is your purpose? When you look back over your life, what do you want to look back on? What would you have said that you have done or that you are successful in? Or is it your career? Is it your kids? Is it your fill in the blank? Sure. So to me, purpose, my purpose is to share Jesus, right? And so is it uh, with those around me, the people that are closest with me, with my kids? Is it the people that I work with? Yes. The answer to that is yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so in one of, in one of our eBooks, uh, I talk about um, how to build community. And Chris, you, you asked at the onset of this podcast, what are some things that were, uh, <laughs> that I shouldn't have done on my own? Um, and I, I think this story is in the ebook. Um, so if it is, you can skip over those pages. But um, I decided I was going to take down a tree in my backyard. And uh, I am not um, a, not a lumberjack. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> um, so I jump in the tree with my chainsaw and I just start hacking at it. And um, about 30 minutes goes by and a lot of limbs are on the ground and there are a lot still in the tree. And my wife comes outside and she's like, do you need help? And I said, I don't know. I don't know if I need help. And I knew I did, but my pride was saying no. And you know what my wife did? She's uh, wise beyond her years. Uh, she reached out to our community group and she said, Andrew's in the tree with a chainsaw. Can somebody please come over? <laughs> <laughs> And I kid you not, it was less than 10 minutes later and our entire guy's side of the community group was at my house. Just so uh, they could see you in a tree I, with a chainsaw? I think so. I yeah. think so. Videoing. Right. <laughs> but what's crazy is there's another guy in our neighborhood um, that is a professional tree feller, a lumberjack. And he very quickly said, it's nice to meet you. Get out of that tree and I will take care of it. And so wow. then it became a community time to have very purposeful interaction with some guys. So um, it, ministry doesn't need to happen only inside of a church, right? It happened in my backyard around the tree that needed to come down. That is very nice. Great. Well played. I like yeah. that. And this gets us to, let me just take us to this last verse. My father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. There you are walking with Jesus, even as a, as a wannabe lumberjack, and you have an <laughs> opportunity to build a relationship. And in that sense, uh, in, the, in, that, in that small sense to evangelize and plant a seed, and God is glorified in that. And, and that's, that's our goal. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people who listen to this who have been deeply influenced by Experiencing God, a book by Henry Blackaby. And um, Henry Blackaby talks about this verse quite a bit in, in Experiencing God, that um, that we, we join God in what he is doing and that we can't do anything unless we're connected to him. And uh, I think this is a good, a good reminder that there is an expectation on God's part that we join God. We find out what God is doing, where he's at work, and we join him in his work. And uh, so it is a spiritual discipline to say, 
I want to be sensitive to what God's doing. I want to find out where he's working. I want to join him in what he's doing. And um, there is a a practical dynamic to this, that that reminder that it is a spiritual discipline to connect with others and to minister uh, in Jesus' name. That, that we are act, that we're actively doing these things where we're where we're availing ourselves making ourselves available to god to join with what he's doing and and saying to him you know let me be a part let us be a part as a group um, in doing that so whether it's taking down a tree um community taking place as you as you do that uh there, there's a lot of dynamics for 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 us to see that and, and to experience that as yeah the body of Christ. Andrew, I do, so, I do commend you for just, for the sake of a neighbor going out on a limb. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> limb jokes, everybody. Uh, I, I do want to give you one practical way that you as a listener uh, can maybe do this um, in, in your area, in your community. Um, I, when, we, when I was a youth minister, we had a program at our church where families just adopted the staff, the youth staff in particular. And so what I would love for you to do, I'm not asking you to go volunteer with the youth group, but I want you to just have the youth staff over for dinner. Um, I want you to build a relationship with the staff. And so as they are ministering, I need you to also mentor and minister to them. So this week, cook a big stew, invite the whole team over and just get to know them. It's great. Good ministry. Again, a discipline that needs to have, be, a, be a part of our lives is to be aware of where God is working and to join him in what he's doing. And, and That's right. that can happen a lot of times in our, in our small groups, in our Bible studies. Uh, that it is in that community where where we sense and see God working and we can pull together and, and, and be a part of God's work. So thank you for listening to uh, Bible Studies for Life podcast for adults. That was very whispery right then. Andrew, thank you for joining us today. Uh, Always fun to have you with us. Uh, Lynn, thank you as well. Uh, It's been a great study. Next week, uh, we'll launch into a new study, and you'll be hearing more about about it as we go along. Uh, I hope this has been beneficial to you, and uh, thank you for listening, and hope that you'll plan on being with us again. 